Kevin Marcus Miller, Setbacks to Comebacks podcast. This episode is sponsored by allapproach.com. Welcome to Setbacks to Comebacks. The amount of suffering that I had to and have to endure and the life that in a way has been stolen for me, you know, I don't know how long I have to live. Uh, with this heart disease, but it's not going to be long. It's getting worse every year. I feel like I myself give hope to just to, to me, because in the end, there can be so many amazing people around us, right? It helps a lot to have, but it's also you who has to be there in the fight. I've felt a lot of times of giving up, you know, I think uh, like you, like many people who go through just unpleasant situations like this right have thought a lot of giving up maybe at times but i just i'm good at continuing to keep on fighting even though that i want to give up meet yella's vase a man who's faced life's most unexpected challenge at just six years old he discovered he had heart disease multiple surgeries became a part of his life but he never expected the day when his heart would fail him completely on the 19th of February, 2021, everything changed as Yeliz flept, tragedy struck. He suffered a sudden cardiac arrest, but it was quick thinking and the paramedics' arrival that gave him a second chance at life. Life post-cardiac arrest wasn't easy, filled with highs and lows, and Yeliz couldn't help but ponder the profound questions of life and death, but out of his journey arose something beautiful. Introducing the Heart Warrior Project, a place for sudden cardiac arrest survivors like Kevin and Yellis who face the unimaginable. Join Yellis Vase as he shares their stories of resilience, hope, and second chances. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Kevin Marcus Miller. Welcome to another episode of Setbacks to Comebacks. Okay, okay, hold on a second. This is a different 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 episode because i'm actually interviewing someone who understands me on a very intimate level what do i mean by that i'm interviewing an actual fellow sudden cardiac arrest survivor who's also around the same age as me who's also recently had cardiac arrest and a serious adjustment and had to make his own comeback in his personal life this gentleman uh we connected on his show and so i'm grateful to have him on the show today ladies and gentlemen please welcome Yellis Foss. What's up, buddy? <laughs> What's up, Kevin? <laughs> Love the energy, man. <laughs> Good to be here. Man, you know me. I turned it up. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, man. So I got to be honest, man. When I met you the other week, I, yeah. I had a lot of encouragement after our conversation, man. You give awesome. You gave a lot of hope. And um, I, I, I'm curious. I want to start off. Who gives you hope? during this comeback season of uh, you bouncing back from this 2021 cardiac arrest? That's a big question and actually a very good one. Who gives me hope? Mm -hmm. It might sound, I mean, I have a, a lot of amazing people around me, you know, my family, my mm -hmm. friends who are just wonderful people who've been there for me, my girlfriend, you know, of course, I mean, she's the one who saved me. Uh, but she's also just been there all the time emotionally for me. So I have so many amazing people who also give me hope. But in a weird, like, I don't know if this will sound 
narcissistic or something. <laughs> but talk I, about it. Let's talk about it. <laughs> but in a way, I feel like I myself give hope to just to, to me, because in the end, there can be so many amazing people around us, right? Right. Who really who, that helps a lot to have. Mm. But it's also you who has to be there in the fight to want to to, to make it true, right? And right. I've felt a lot of times of giving up, you know, I think uh, like you, like many people who go through just unpleasant situations like this, right? Have thought a lot of giving up maybe at times, Right. but I just, I'm good at continuing to keep on fighting, even mm -hmm. though that I want to give up. And yeah. I have always proven myself in that aspect to do that and to be able to do that with mountains that I've climbed, with other mental challenges that I've went through. But here now as well with this, you know, cardiac arrest and, and all the life changes that it has brought in my life, mm. I'm good at just going on. And I have to thank myself in a, in a way mm. for giving that hope. And I think many people like you as well, you, you know, we, we, we can give ourselves more credit as well too. So I like that yeah. a lot because I think <laughs> most of the time, one of the answers I hear when you go on the internet and you look at survivor stories in general, right? Comeback stories. Yep. There's kind of this, um, I don't really approve of it. So I'll be honest. I don't really approve of it, <laughs> but there's this attitude of, I didn't do anything. It was all something else. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. It was all somebody else. It was the EMT. It was this, the, you know, the universe, whatever. And there's mm -hmm. no credit given to the resilience of the person. And um, I don't think that's right, man. So I really appreciate you just saying it. I thank me. <laughs> I like yeah. It. Yeah. I, I mean, and of course, yeah, the doctors and everyone has been there to help me. So it looks like the, um, you know, when people are talking about this subject, they feel as though it's wrong to point out that they were a part of mm. their own success or survivor story. Why do you feel that it is important to say, Hey, I am part of the reason why I put hope back on my playlist. Why is it important? <laughs> I think simply because it's true. <laughs> like if we would give up, then, you know, there can be so many people around us who could cheer for us, for us. But if we give up, then, then all of that cheering doesn't matter in the end. Right. So, mm. I don't know. I, like I said, I've had so many times where where I had to pull myself through difficult times, and it's always right. done that. And when you were six, you went, you know, you had your regular health checkup in school, and somebody said something here is kind of wrong, something's off. Yep, that's really interesting because they didn't do that in my schools. What what um what was going on in in your world where they thought? That's like a really random thought in my opinion over here. So I, I'm curious who, whose idea was it to do these checkups? Was that part of your schooling? Was that yeah. an idea of the PTA, your parents, friends? Like what, what's going on with that? Yeah, so it, it's actually in school um, really? that they did that, you know, that they took uh, children to have like a, a regular check-in uh, okay. or check-up. Um, yeah, to just see their weights, mm -hmm. their, you know, talk, just ask how they're doing mentally and or emotionally and, just an all-around check. This is Belgium, uh, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. Yeah, see, that's not how we do in the United States. 
<laughs> yeah, interesting. I think, I mean, <laughs> I think it's good. It's really important that they I actually like do that, right? Yeah. Because then you can catch things like diseases, like in my case, uh, quite early. And then I was at the doctor and she was listening to my heart. And she just asked me, like, are you feeling nervous? Nervous. And I was like, well, I don't know. I'm not really feeling nervous. Uh, and then she just asked me some questions, you know. Mm. Uh, and uh, then, I mean, it's quite vague, right? Because I was six years old. Yeah. Uh, but then some weeks later, I was sent to have an uh, ECG and an echo mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, to just... Yeah, further check things. And then it was very clear that I had a, um, a heart disease. And then from there on, yeah, uh, I had checks every year, uh, was put on medication, hmm. uh, had some surgeries. You had three um, ablations, right? Yeah, yep. Yeah, mm -hmm. yep. I've had two. Yep. So those, mm -hmm. of you, those of you listening, ablations, yep. when they go in and they basically uh, burn your heart. Yep. Sadly mm -hmm. enough, none of them has have been successful uh, mm -hmm. in my case. Uh, I actually had a fourth one. I oh, think really? I actually have now. Yeah, I've I've had like uh, four or five ablations now. Wow! Wow! Uh, but none of them successful. And then next week, I'm actually talking to another cardiologist uh, oh. for a, probably like a sixth ablation. But they're actually gonna do instead of uh, they're actually gonna go through my stomach. To oh my wow! Heart, it's, yep. Instead of the groin. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because they saw that it's actually not coming from the insides. The Mm. Uh, extra you know the extra beats or like the error yep. that is creating that but it's actually happening from the outside which is uh, a little bit more of a, a serious uh, surgery than the other ones mm. Um, mm. so yeah not okay. looking forward to do that like no one is <laughs> uh, but as long as there are options then there can be hope I think and mm. uh, yeah maybe this can help me just in life and make me feel better and make me live a bit longer, which mm. will be nice, right? <laughs> when I asked you how you were doing, we both had to honestly stop before we started this recording. Yeah. And then we re-asked the question. We said, how, how are you really doing, man? Yeah, yeah. How, how, you, how are you really doing? Because we're both so used to just being like, ah, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm doing good. I know. Doing good. And mm. and I, um, I'm curious, why, why was that important for you to do that when we connected? Hmm. I guess because I know that people, when, you know, they ask me how I am doing, don't ask further. Yeah. And I know in, you know, I know a lot with people who have went through something very serious like you and I have that it might become a coping mechanism to just more easily say like, oh, I'm okay, I'm doing okay. Because it's so complicated to sometimes explain this mm -hmm. and to, to, and especially for some other person to understand you. And since we have experienced something quite similar, it helps more to, I think it was a good question to just really ask how you are doing. Because I know I can understand you a bit more easily and also that you can understand me a bit more easily. And that just feels good, you know, to feel right. understood. It's kind of like, like not I've, common, right? Because we don't have yeah. that in our life for a whole lot, you know? <laughs> That's, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like I've not felt understood quite a lot, uh, even though that people really try, but it's hard because uh, they have not gone through this. Right. 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 And is that why you started the Heart Warrior Project is because not only you wanted to feel understood, 
is that where it stemmed from? And then it became mm. you wanted to help other survivors like me feel understood. In a way, yeah. Um, but I'm also quite big, I would say. Um, every, honestly, any everything that I've done in life kind of mm. stems from meaning. Uh, every project, like the Heart Warrior projects and mm. the IPS projects, mm. two different projects, but they're all being created out of meaning. Right. And... It meaning has always helped me through darkness, mm. and you have so many people, right? Like Victor Franklin, other people who are very known to talk about meaning and how much it helps in life to get through tough times or just through life. Right. So I've created the IPS, pro uh, sorry, the Heart Warrior Project, because um, it felt it just felt meaningful f to do. Mm. Uh, I wanted to connect more with people like you, mm. with other people, and to just hopefully support others who also have felt misunderstood or alone through all this, and to just slightly, yeah, make a few people less alone uh, mm. through this journey. I found it's just, that it's you know it's meaningful, it's, right? I I feel like the when you say it's meaningful, I'm also hearing an undertone of it's therapeutic is that right it is it is yeah yeah it's therapeutic yeah. for me it's therapeutic for the guests that i'm talking to so yeah it's just helping other people and yeah it's one of the best feelings uh for me yeah so when i was being interviewed by you the level of questions from another survivor really really helped me feel seen huh. and um so i have yeah. a i have a question for you that i um i'm very curious about all right and i have a hard time answering this question so take your time hmm. now that you've seen how your life has unfolded mm -hmm. since you first had your diagnosis when you're six honestly would you prefer to have had a life where you were not an SCA survivor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think many people maybe say like, oh no, because of all the lessons and, and you know, mm. and he gave me some other beautiful thing in life. Um, and I'm not denying that part, you know, the Heart Warrior Project came out of this. I've been able mm. to connect with people like you out of this which would have not happened if i didn't have my heart disease or didn't survive a cardiac arrest hmm. but honestly the amount of suffering hmm. that i had to and have to endure and the life that in a way has been stolen for me and i don't mean to say this in a, an angry way or something but right. it's true you know i don't know how long i have to live uh, with this heart disease, mm. but it's not going to be long for like, it's getting worse every year. Mm. So yeah, it's not going to help me live longer with this heart disease. Mm. Uh, and you know, I don't know if I can have children, you know, I, like, I don't know how long I will be able to be there for them. I don't know if I will give this heart disease to them. Mm. So it's a lot of very unfair questions to have to ask yourself at it at an age that you don't want to want to answer. Mm. So Yes, I would wish this upon me to not have a heart disease <laughs> uh, or to have had the cardiac arrest. I would wish this upon everyone, on you, mm. everyone. 
if I would see a photo of four-year-old Yelis and I know today all the things that he will go through and all the suffering, mm. I don't want that for that little kid. Like, mm. So I would say, yeah, I would not want to have had all this. But it is now like this, right? right. So right. Um, so I'm, I'm trying to just play with the cards that I have. But yeah, it's definitely not fun to do it I like this. The, I love this honesty because let's be honest, man. Most podcasts you listen to, they're going to hit you with uh, everything happens for a reason. <laughs> it was all in the plan. Yeah, and it's this can great. help to give meaning and sense to what has happened to you, right? Mm. But it's a story, I think. Mm. Like every story that helps you to, to go through life. And and it's, it doesn't matter. Like if that helps you, then it's great, right? Mm. If it helps but, you, then that's great. Mm. That's honest, man. I love that. I love that honesty, <laughs> man. I, I need that in my life because I, I feel like I'm not allowed to say that. You ever feel that way where it's like it's like sure. wrong to say that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, I understand. Yeah. Mm. Also, like, um, for you and me, life would have been easier. And I don't. I, well, or maybe I should not say it to you, but like, for, like, life <laughs> would have been easier if I didn't survive the cardiac arrest, right? That's true. Like, I didn't have to go through all the surgeries, all the complications mm. with medication, all the side effects. Mm all the limitations that have been put on my life, so many things, so many worries, if I get mm. shocked or not by my ICD, life would have been so much easier mm. for me if I didn't survive the cardiac mm. arrest. Mm. But yeah, I'm here mm. and I'm doing. And I wanna caution people cause I don't want them to listen to this and think we're on our soapbox saying we're not grateful to be here. You're listening wrong. Yes, right, yeah. You're listening wrong. What we're saying is True. that we're grateful but dissatisfied and still in pain. Yes. There's a difference. Yeah. yeah. There's a huge difference. So we, we don't ever get to talk about these things and we're never in a safe area to do so. So that's why we're helping each yeah. other have this conversation. Yeah. You're right. Because it might be hard for some people to understand who did not went through this. Right. But you're right. I am not ungrateful. Right. But it's it's hard. Exactly. It's really exactly. hard. And when we say hard, break that down a little deeper for me, Ellis. When you say your life is hard, yeah. what does that really mean? Is there some analogy or comparison you can explain to people what you mean when you say your heart, your life is hard? I mean, of course, you know, there are people who go through way worse things, right? Mm -hmm. You know, there's always someone who, is, who has it worse. But it's hard in a way that it's just more complicated everything is very complicated and you're just you can do things less with care you're less carefree to mm. live life now because of the things that i already shared i have to think about many things mm. i have to deal with the side effects of my mm. medication of the worsening of my heart disease mm. of these questions like okay how long will i live what should i still do in life what can i still do in life mm. That is hard. Like life is less carefree. And of course, on a daily basis, because of my heart disease, I don't feel great. Mm. I feel dizzy, nausea. Mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. have headaches all the time. Mm. And when you see me talk right now, you don't see that, right? 
Right. Right. No one said only people who are very close to me, like my girlfriend mm -hmm. or my mom or my sister, they have seen those aspects, those parts where I've not been feeling good. Yeah. But mostly when I go out or do something with friends, which is always a hassle because I feel so bad, I try mm. to enjoy the moment as much as I can, even though that I do experience a lot of discomfort. Or here right now with you, mm. I try to be here with you and enjoy it, but it's, but <laughs> I have to be honest, man, like uh, half an hour before this uh, interview, I was in bed resting because I was mm. not feeling good. Mm. And um, I can compose myself for an hour yeah, or two hours, mm. but then it gets hard and then I have to rest. Mm. And yes, so in that way, life is harder. Mm. Mm. I love how you just said that because <clears throat> I do the same thing when I do interviews. I'll rest in the bed for 20 minutes, mm. 30 minutes before the interview and then I'll pop up with so much energy and people will never yeah. know. They'll never understand or know how much preparation and adjustment went into yeah, yeah. you getting this version of me today. And I also yeah. feel like, you know how people, um, they have this word authentic mm -hmm. where they think that, well, you just show up as you are. I feel yeah. like we, I feel like you and I don't get to do that. Would you agree? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because this part of me right now talking to you and having some energy and this part of you talking to me having mm -hmm. this energy is real too, right? Yeah. But it takes preparation mm. to show that part. Mm. Yeah. Right. That's exactly right. It takes preparation and more energy than might be yeah. actually there. While before all this, it was always there. Now it takes preparation for me to, to show that. So, you know, the other day I was sharing with you before this call, I went to the Walmart. Yeah. And I had mm -hmm. a I had a PTSD episode at the Walmart. And <clears throat> sometimes in those situations I feel as though um the only person that can get me out of that is me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Have you have you found that to also be true? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's a bit what I said in the beginning, like how much we do for ourselves, mm. everyone, is quite a lot more than we give credit to. Mm. And so, yeah, you, I mean, I don't know if you were alone at Walmart. Nope, was with, with wife. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure she was also there to help you, right? Right. But it was not alone her, but also you who got you out of this. Right, right. Because, I mean, she, she can't, there's not a whole lot she can do other than just talk. Either. Yeah, sure, talk, yeah, talk and stuff, but she can't, like... <laughs> she can't put her hand in my brain and go stop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'd be cool, right? Sure. <laughs> yeah. Come with a screwdriver and open it up and just uh <laughs> Yeah. Fix it. You're healed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When you watch uh movies like, you know, Marvel and things like that. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever also had this feeling now that you're a SCA survivor, like you're a superhero? Yeah, <laughs> honestly, I feel like Iron Man. You know? <laughs> same, I mean, he same. also he also has like the chess piece in yeah, him. If he yeah. takes it out, he, he, I, I think he dies, right? Yeah. And uh, I have my ICD about the same place. So mm. it's, I mean, that's the thing that's keeping me alive. It's, I mean, if you take it out, uh, yeah, 
I will yeah. likely die at some point again. Right. I feel like Iron Man too, man. Yeah. <laughs> Iron well, man. we are cyborgs. <laughs> Iron so, Man yeah. Kev. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love that because the theme of the comeback when you watch those yeah. movies, I always feel really seen. I yeah. almost feel strange because I feel like I'm watching me on the screen. Right. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But this is important to be able to find something to look up to or something that draws something meaningful to you, like, you know, Iron Man or something else, right, that makes you feel strong and hopeful mm. to get to, to just keep going. Right. Because you need that. Mm. For anyone, right? Everyone listening is going through something. You know, it's not just us who, is go who are going through something, but right. everyone is going through something unpleasant or will go through something unpleasant. Mm. And um, I feel like I've discovered really like that meaning is enormously important, but then also community, having people around you, you know, right, that are there for you and that, are, that want to understand you and then feeling loved. Those three are, mm. I feel, like, are really the pillars to make it through any kind of darkness. Mm. And uh, I think for anyone listening who's going through something, try to find one or all three of those pillars and the journey through the darkness will become slightly more bearable. Mm. Mm. I think that's a great recipe for a comeback. <laughs> yeah, Love yeah, that. it is. Love that. Yeah. So com. Yes. Yep. Folks who want to be interviewed who are also sudden cardiac arrest survivors, if you're a caregiver or a family member of a sudden cardiac arrest survivor, this podcast and website's a great resource for you to get tools, information, hear other stories. Saw some of my friends. I saw you interviewed my buddy Mike uh, Papel the other day. Ah uh, yeah yeah okay you connected with each other yeah we known each other probably when I started when I first had my cardiac arrest yep oh awesome awesome yeah, yeah. okay yep. cool yeah so, I released that episode just uh, yesterday I think mm -hmm. uh, and now I'm actually almost done with your episode so uh, oh yeah. very cool but that's awesome. awesome it's cool that that so many people in the cardiac arrest world know each other <laughs> yeah I mean there's not many people of us in the end right right. Right. So that's likely the reason, but it feels a little bit like a family in some sense, mm -hmm. even though that we have not met each other face to face. Right. Uh, I mean, in real life, right? But still, right. like, I know you, mm -hmm. I, I feel to a degree quite a lot. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I, we will put your notes in the, your links in the show notes because we want people to donate as well as support and, and feel heard and seen. And I, uh, truth be told, man, I remember going on Facebook. <laughs> typed in heart podcast and i was like oh this is great this is i, I, I should i need i wish i would have heard about this like three years ago so um the stories that you're telling man are powerful and i thank you so much for having me on the show and telling the stories you are because it's actually helpful and i don't I'm not just saying that because i know you but it, it it actually helps when i listen and i hear stuff or a diagnosis or a, a methodology or things where i might have not thought thought of before yeah Amazing. I mean, this this is the reason why I'm doing it, to hear, you know, messages from people like you or people saying what you just said. So, uh, uh, yeah, I'm glad I'm glad that is it has been able to help people and, and you and I'm sure your episode will help plenty of people, too. 
Appreciate that, man. Well, hey, yell us, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for being on the show. And we'll see you guys next time on Setbacks to Comebacks. Thank you, man. Yeah.